Welcome to the Noon at Northside podcast with your host, Pastor Stephanie. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm I'm super excited to be back with you guys. Um, I hope you guys were able to listen to last month's two podcast episodes, uh, the one by me and the one by our special guest, Pastor Dallas. I hope you guys were able to get something out of that, learn from something. Well, but we're back today with a new topic, well, sort of new topic, and I'll explain that in a little bit, but I'm just excited that we get to, you know, start again this month with a new topic and new, you know, perspective on things, and then in a couple of weeks, we'll have another guest speaker, to, you know, to talk about today's topic. Well, today's topic is still kind of about this idea of uncertainty, but we're coming at it from a different angle. This month, we're actually talking about history and what history has to say for us today. I'm really, really excited about this topic because um, I'm really focused on this one book that I have in my collection that really kind of stuck out in my mind. And the guest speaker that we're going to have in a couple of weeks is the person that I was talking about this with when we, you know, sat down and had a conversation about, you know, what history means and how history shapes us. And so this was something I was like, you know what, this is what we need to talk about in the podcast this month, because it really, you know, it spoke to me a lot, um, especially as a young adult speaking to someone who... I'll give you a little hint, is older than me and from a different generation uh, than I am. And it was just something I was like, you know what? This is something I think all generations need to hear, all generations need to talk about, um, because we don't really talk about history enough, I don't think, especially not church history. You know, we talk about the scriptures and we talk about, you know, the things that are happening today. But so often we, you know, overlook the church history that we've experienced and that we, you know, we study because, you know, it's just it's not it's kind of boring, to be honest. You know, (laughs) let me as much as, you know, I love talking about this. I have to be honest with you. Church history can be a little boring. You know, I I'm educated in you know, Christian uh, ministries and, you know, biblical teachings and everything. I sat through, you know, five years of, you know, these kind of classes and reading these kind of books and having these kind of discussions. And I got a little bit bored whenever we talked about church history. But with that being said, I see that there is a great, great value in learning church history because it shapes us. It is what allows us to say this is what has happened and has gotten us to the point that we are now so that we can take what has happened, what is happening, and prepare ourselves for what might happen or what is coming in the days to come in, you know, the time that is in the future and the time that is, you know, we're sitting through right now. So with that being said, you know, one of the things that we were talking about that brought up this, you know, conversation that I wanted to have over this podcast was a particular book that I read when I was in college and that me and the guest speaker for a couple in a couple of weeks were talking about. And this book, it's called The Great Emergence. 
it's by the author Phyllis Tickle, and it's talking about, you know, how Christianity Christianity is changing and why it's changing, um, the importance in it, and just the discussion that comes with it. And it's this idea in this book that when you study church history, you notice a pattern that emerges, a cycle that the church goes through on a significant time basis. And the author of this book has the theory that roughly every 500 years, the church goes through what she coins to be a rummage sale. And what she means by this is that around every 500 years or so, the church notices, you know, not just that the world is changing, but that Christianity has changed, that the church church has changed, and that we need to refocus on what the message of the church is, that we need to reevaluate what we believe, why we believe it, and change for the better, to transform ourselves, transform our lives, transform what it is that we preach and we teach, to get back to Jesus's message, the core of our faith. And she coined this um, term, the great emergence that's happening today in the world. And in her mind, it's this idea that um, the great emergence is an emergence of a new reborn version of Christianity as it faces a world that is constantly changing. And as we as Christians are reevaluating what it means for the communal side of Christianity. So often we only focus on the individual faith that we have, you know, my relationship with Jesus, what I know, what I believe, what I think, what I feel. And roughly this, there comes a time where we all have to sit down and say, okay, but it's not just about my faith. It's about our faith. It's about our communal relationship with Jesus. That's what the church is, the body of Christ. And we're in a time where things seem so confusing, and we need to focus on the we aspect, the us aspect, and not just the personal. And I really like talking about this because I think it's about you know, looking back over what has happened to see that we're in a time of reformation where we're reestablishing what Jesus's message really means, where we're re-looking at what we thought we knew and saying, I think maybe the world got to us because maybe the message of Jesus is a lot more simple than we want it to be. Maybe the message of Jesus is a little bit more, you know, a little bit more stable than we thought it was. Just to re-say perhaps the church is becoming a little bit too broken and now is the time for us to fix it, to rebuild it, to make it stand stronger. And the reason, you know, this conversation really came up between, you know, me and who our guest speaker is going to be was because they're just, the world around us seems so lost. We all seem 
so broken and it's just it's a part of human nature I think that human nature takes a hold and collectively we begin to doubt and we become afraid and we're beginning becoming and getting to the point where we're ready just to give up because the world seems so broken the world seems so full of hate and doubt and pain and collectively we just seem like we don't know what to do and when I remembered reading this book about the great emergence it reminds me that as much as we're living in uncertain times like we talked about last month and as much as each generation today you know feels like they've experienced the worst thing imaginable You know, my generation is literally living in a time that we could never have imagined with. Dallas brought up, um, you know, last the last episode that his generation went through 9-11, where he thought there could be nothing more than that. Older generations went through, you know, the civil rights movement where they thought this is the lowest of the lowest possible thing that we've ever done. And look at the, you know, look at what's going on around us. And they couldn't see how to get out of that. Generations before that went through the world wars where they thought this is the worst thing imaginable. How are we going to get out of this? How are we going to be make it better? You know, generations after generations have always experienced, you know, something horrible that they thought could it was the worst thing that, that could ever go through, that nothing else could compare to this terrible moment. But something that, you know, Pastor Dallas brought up is that every generation deals with something like this. And when you look back throughout the church history, so does the church. You know, history has a way of showing us that there is a pattern to things, there is a cycle to things, and that what we have experienced is not the first time the world has experienced something like this. That we've always lived in a world that experiences hate and pain and doubt because we're that's human nature but when you look at the church's ability to deal with that and to come out of it transformed and better and stronger you realize that there is hope for the future that despite the fact that we're living in crazy crazy uncertain times regardless of what generation we're we're coming from regardless of what you know, life we've lived or things we've seen, we all collectively have this hope for the future that the church will come out of this stronger, will come out of this better, and that we will get back to the heart of the true message that our faith stands on. And the way I see it is that we've taken years roughly 500 years of hate and war and doubt and pain. And it has slowly chipped away at what the church stands on, what the church stands for. It has slowly eaten away at our spirituality, eaten away at our morality, eaten away at what we believe, why we believe. And we've come to this point where so many of us have nothing left 
Like we're just right there on the verge of saying, enough, I give up. But when the fact that we're holding on to this broken, tiny little pieces that we are left with that have been broken by time, that have been broken by that hate and that doubt and the pain, and we're thinking, this is all that I have left? What can I do with this? And then we open up the Bible and we read Jesus say that love is the key, that the greatest commandments are to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, and to love our neighbor as we would ourselves, because everything that we believe stands on this ideal of love. And so when we take this little piece that has been broken and that that's all we have left after the 500 or so years of hate and pain, that we can say, now we can rebuild with love. We're given the opportunity in these uncertain times to say, now we can focus on love. We can change what has been filled with hate, that has been filled with you know, anxiety, and has been filled with just doubt. And we can say, now we can focus on what matters, what Jesus taught us that is about love that we can rebuild and that we can become stronger so that when we emerge from these uncertain times, we as a church, as a community, as a body of Christ are strengthened, are brought back together with this message of hope. You know, as Christians, we are, we are the products, just like everyone, we're the products of our time. Regardless of what generation we come from, Each of us are a product of our time. What we've seen, what we do, how things work is all shaped by our particular place in time and space. Mine can only be shaped by the things that I've lived through. You know, I can learn the history that's come before me and I can use it, I can study it, I can learn from it, but I am shaped by what I know. I am shaped by what I've seen. And that makes it different from the people who have come before me, who have learned and lived longer than I have, who have learned far more than me, who have seen the world go through other significantly uncertain times. And that they are shaped by that, that they work differently than me because of what they've been through. But that if we come together and we use those to look back over all of history and say, this is all a part of something bigger, that when we come together, we can rebuild in love, we know that we can be strengthened. You know, last year I gave a sermon um, here at Northside that talked about, you know, the potter's house and the message that that uh, brings us in Jeremiah. And one of the things that I, you know, brought together was that when it comes to this idea of pottery, when it comes to thinking of God as the potter and us as his clay, 
we're reminded that sometimes in order to build us up, to make us into priceless works of art that are strong, that can endure so much, we have to be broken first. You know, a potter can't just put clay on a table and say, here it is, the perfect, you know, bowl, the perfect cup. The potter has to work at it. It has to be molded and shaped. It has to be smashed, built up, smashed again, built up more to make it perfect and strong. And as people who are shaped by God, we often have to go through times where we're broken first so that we can be built back up again stronger than we were before. And when we talk about the church as a whole, regardless of what generation we're from, whether we're young adults or older adults, we all come across this time where communally, as the body of Christ collectively, we have to be broken down. And that's what we're living through right now is these uncertain times we're all collectively being broken so that we can be built back up again, so that we can be built stronger than we were before. And when we look back, not only over church history, but other people's histories, when we listen to the stories of the people who have come before us, who have seen a different world than we know, we can learn from it and be built up better. One of the things, you know, I studied at, you know, uh, school when I was in college, studying Christian ministry was this thing that not everyone is a big fan of, I have to admit. Not everyone agrees that this is, you know, a good way of seeing the thing. But this is something that I personally value and I believe in is what's known as the Wesleyan quadrilateral. Um, For those of you who know who John Wesley is, you know that us as Nazarenes, we believe in his teachings uh, on the Bible and we follow, you know, uh, his, uh, how he studied the Bible, how he read the Bible, how he's, you know, brought out what the Bible says, because when we read the Bible, we agree with him. And one of the things that he, you know, focused on was that our judgment, our, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) Our judgments, our interpretations, our, what we see in the Bible and what we believe in it is shaped by not just scripture itself, but also the traditions that have come before us, the people who have come before us, our own personal experiences, and just the reasoning to read how the Bible is written and what God put into the Bible to be known. And when you combine all four of those together, scripture, tradition, experience, reason, you get the full, complete picture of what God's message is. And as much as we all like to focus on what the Bible says and our experiences, sometimes, you know, it also helps to say, what are my experiences versus the experiences of the people who've come before me? Not just to blindly follow the traditions of old or to blindly follow our own personal individual interpretations of the Bible, but to come together and say, this is what I have experienced 
This is what you have experienced. And now what does that mean for what we can both experience together to come? What does that mean to build us up? What does that mean for making us stronger versions of who we are? With that being said, I'm really excited that in a couple of weeks, our guest speaker is going to come. And our guest speaker this month is going to be talking about their history, what they grew up knowing, how it has shaped them, how they have learned from that and how they have come and emerged out of what they have experienced to and into a better version of themselves, a better version of their faith, a better version of just who they are as a child of God. And I'm super, super excited for you guys to hear this person's story because like I was talking about today, history shapes us. It it provides a foundation for us that we didn't quite understand unless we studied it. And as we're talking about this book, The Great Emergence, that if you want to read it, by the way, it's a great, great book. But this book tells us that we all experience similar things, regardless of whether it was 50 years ago or 500 years ago. We live in a cycle of love and hate, hate breaking us down and love building us back up. And that we are in a time, yes, that is uncertain, yes, that is confusing and is filled with so much hate. But despite that, there is still hope for what's to come. And if we use and we learn from those who have come before us, we can build ourselves even stronger than we have been before. We can take this message of hope and carry it into the future with this message of love as well and make the church better so that we can continue the mission of God, spreading his good news to the world sharing with the world and the people who are to come after us that God's love for us is greater than anything. And then if we hold on to that message of love, then we are holding on to the message of God. And that when we use love instead of hate, we can emerge into a new and better world together. So please stay tuned, you know, keep your notifications on and join us in a couple of weeks where you can hear our guest uh, guest speaker story about how history has shaped them and how history, their history can help shape you as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you were able to get something out of us. Uh, Feel free if you haven't been able to check out our previous podcast episodes to check those out. Also, don't forget to drop some comments, you know, about your experiences. Maybe talk about your history, where you've been through, and also just, you know, what your thoughts and feelings are. Also, if like I've mentioned in the last couple episodes, if you'd like to be a guest speaker and if you have something you want your passion about talking to different generations about and helping us bridge this gap, 
between, you know, the younger and the older and the differences that have emerged in the church, feel free to put your name in the comments and say that you would like to be one of the guest speakers and let me know. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for listening in. I'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks. See you then.